You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 133 with Kanisha Bikes. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I am super excited to have Kanisha on the show today. We are going to talk all about making your home something you really dream of and making it your own, as well as what is it like to balance everything from being a mom to having a career and just taking care of ourselves. So I hope this show inspires you to really kind of just take a look at your life. Is it what you want? Is your home what you want? And are you living the life that you really dreamed of? And speaking of taking care of ourselves and making our home something that we have dreamed of, I want to give you guys an update on the program called Lean that I found last year and really started taking seriously this year. And as much as it's good to make our homes beautiful, we also want to take care of ourselves and to make ourselves feel good and to just feel good in our own skin. And so I know as moms, it can be easy to put ourselves last. And before we know it, we've let our health and fitness just fall behind. So if you guys missed the series with dietitian Amanda Nyber, starting with episode 112, make sure to check it out because she walks us through her seven-week online weight loss program. And it's so good. And it's it's so successful. And I can see why, because it's easy to work it into your lifestyle. And not only have I lost weight, but I have fallen back in love with working out again to the point that if I miss working out, I'm really bummed. And I can tell you guys that I haven't felt that way in a while. And so it feels really good to be making progress and getting stronger. So I love it so much, the program, that I couldn't just keep it to myself. And even better yet, she gave my listeners $20 off her program. So all you have to do is use my promo link, mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean 20. So that's L-E-A-N two zero. And if you guys have any questions about this program, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Sandberg, and I would love to help you start putting yourself first again. Now let's go to the show. Kanisha, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I am a travel agent, so I just like asking my guests what their favorite vacation spot has been and why. And this can be with or without kids. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Without kids. Um, that doesn't happen often. But <laughs> yeah, I hear that's you. That's <laughs> a dream. Um, I think for, for us right now, it's the, we went to... So we're in Seattle and Oregon is just south of here. Um, we're in Portland in about two hours. And, um, Eastern Washington though, is literally like the most beautiful place. Um, Cannon beach. Oh yes. Um, seaside. Mm-hmm. That area is mm-hmm. just I go beautiful there. and yeah. such a retreat. So we went last year, um, actually with some, some of our best friends. So we had, they have three kids and we have four and we actually took a friend of one of our kids. So we had, um, nine kids, wow. but it was the, it was still relaxing. That's amazing. Um, because it's just like, you know, it's ocean and yeah. um, laid you know, back. Just, yeah, super laid back. So, Cannon Beach would definitely be kind of at nice. my top, at yeah. the top of that list. Is that where Goonies was filmed? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think With the it big was rocks. actually just outside, yeah, mm-hmm. like in that same area. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think if I've gone, I don't, I don't think I've gone there because that's not near Portland, correct? Portland is more. It is not. Yeah. yeah Portland's the in the way. other direction. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think I've been to that beach and it's on my list. So did you just um, rent a house or a condo or something like yes, that? We, yeah. We just Airbnb'd it. Yeah. Found a super cute, super cute house that was literally maybe five minutes away from the beach. And nice. 
um, yeah, it was perfect. That is cool. I know you're making me want to go to the beach now. <laughs> um, okay, well, we'll jump in. As everybody knows, um, they listen to me start talking about vacation. I literally can just keep talking about that. So Aww. I always have to rein myself in. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so let's jump into the interview. How about you share a little bit more with us? You just told us that you have four kids. So what is your first and last name? You're from Seattle. Yeah. And then we're going to jump into how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So Kenesha Bikes, uh, creator at Restoration House blog and not from Seattle, but live in Seattle. I am a proud Southerner from Alabama and, and I always will be. Um, and yeah, that four kids have been married for almost 20 years, which is kind of crazy to even say. Um, this year, this August will make 18 years. We have a, f- a 15 year old, 13 year old, almost 12 year old and a seven year old, three boys and one girl. Wow. So life is pretty fun and full and crazy. Yes. Yeah. Where are you from um, in Alabama? Gunters, Lake Guntersville, Alabama, in the Tennessee Valley. So North Alabama. North Air- Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, we have to go through Alabama all the time to I was going to say, and you're beach. in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah. really close. Yeah, you're close. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were talking before we started the interview about Seattle and Alabama being you know, different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you go back to different. Alabama much or no? Absolutely. Yeah. We go, yeah, and, uh, I would say I go at least once a year alone. Yeah. And then yeah. as a family, we may end up sometimes going twice. So oh, a few gotcha. times a year. Yeah. yeah. You fly, I would take it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a long trek. That would be a really long drive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's talk about um, how you got to where you are today. So how about you share with us how you started Restoration House and, you know, what made you decide to start a blog and build a platform? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. how long have you been doing that again? Uh, for 11 years. Yeah. Okay. So you're kind of, you know, pioneering back in the days. <laughs> yeah. Um, so share with us like how that all came about and what m- propelled you to even, um, begin. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, w- w- I mentioned we were in the military, Larry, my husband was in the air force for 10 years and we kind of moved from, went to school in Alabama. So we went from Alabama to Texas, Florida, Seattle, Hawaii, and then back to Seattle, which is where we now reside. And over that time, um, you know, having kids moving around from house to house, being on a military budget, um, having no money, really. um, Obviously, at that time, I think, you know, when you go through stuff, you don't really realize that you don't have what you don't have until you get past that season. And you're like, oh, wow, we had nothing. Yeah. Um, So not really having a lot of... um, finances and everything to pull from, I decided that in order to furnish our home, I would have to use creative talents to do that. So I started going to um, thrift stores and antique stores and all that good stuff and buying furniture that I felt had at least like good bones and flipping it. Specifically, this was the season when we had moved to Hawaii, which was right at the end of um, Larry's Air Force career. And of course, being in Hawaii, it's really expensive just to yeah, ship, right. you know, anything. anything. So shipping furniture was out of the question. Um, so I started doing furniture, refurbishing and refinishing furniture in the house that we were in, using the garage as my um, showroom and mm. um, kind of shop, if you will. Yeah. And um, it would be this space. It turned into this space that really became a place where uh, God really used uh, that time to really revive some things in me. It was a time um, that was really tumultuous in 
uh, my relationship with God and also just within our family and in my marriage specifically. It was just like a really dark time, if you will. Um, really just searching for some purpose and some meaning and um, and all of that, those things. So um, God kind of used the gift that he placed in me of, cr- of creativity or of the creative um, to really develop some things in me that I hadn't I didn't know that were in me. Mm. And um, it was also a time of communion. Um, I would go out to the garage and strip off layers of this, you know, all the paint and all the years of varnish and everything that was on this, these old pieces of furniture. And it was um, that time that God began to reveal to me that that's what he was doing in me. In the same way that I was doing that to furniture, he was also stripping layers um, off of me, um, things that I'd held onto from my childhood, you know, all the things. Um, so it became this beautiful process. It seemed like something super practical and simple. I really needed something, number one, that, that spoke to the fact that I was more than just a mom because I had three kids under five at that time. Um, and, you know, Larry being, you know, having a career and us being so far away from anything that we had ever known or or that had been familiar to us. There were just so many reasons that I just felt so empty Um, so it was a gift at that time that God gave me. So that was kind of the beginning of Restoration House. It wasn't even Restoration House at that time. It was called Me and My House. I started, um, that was when I started the blog. Yeah. Um, because I started doing craft shows and selling pieces. People would come into the house. They say, Hey, where'd you get that? I'm like, I made it. They're like, can you do this for me? And I'm like, sure. Um, (laughs) sure. I can do that. Even though I've never done it before. I absolutely let's, let's make it happen. Yeah. So, so it kind of turned into, um, it fed this need to feel value, you know, again, uh, if I'm really honest. Um, but also, um, it turned into this beautiful, again, this communion between God and I, where he met me every time, um, I'd go out to the garage and put, you know, worship music on. And it was something I began to really desire. So, um, after about two years of doing that, I changed the name of the blog to Restoration House. We separated from the military uh, and left Hawaii and ventured back. We had come from Seattle, so we ventured back to Seattle. And um, about three years after we came back to Seattle, I lost my mother, and that was about five years ago. So um, I stopped writing. I stopped blogging. Mm. Um, everything essentially, I mean, literally died with her when she died um, for me. Mm. So I, I felt no desire at all to create anything. And, um, one day I was, this is when we're thankful for social media and Instagram. I was scrolling, um, after a long hiatus, honestly, of really not even being on social media at all. Sure. And I just happened upon a friend's feed. She posted an image and her words are captioned with the image for whatever reason that day. I believe it was God used it to really speak life back into me and breathe life back into me. And Honestly, from that moment, I felt immediately invigorated, revived, um, creative again. I wanted to write again. That was the day that I um, finally wrote about just the grieving process I'd been through over the year um, of losing my mom, um, how I walked through it, um, and all those things. So that day really started this new uh, or this revival, honestly, if you will, in Restoration House. And um, what happened at that point was I stopped doing furniture. I'd already stopped doing that, but this, the blog actually turned into, um, more of an inspirational space where people Mm. could come to, um, as, as a retreat almost for people, 
um, through, you know, images and words. So, so that's kind of where we transitioned to and where we evolved, you know, how we have evolved. And, um, you know, then obviously we now have come into a space where I'm doing a lot of writing or I've done a lot of writing because of, um, publishing the book and everything. So yeah, it's just been a really fun sometimes and sometimes scary (laughs) journey. Yeah. Yeah. Really hard journey of really discovering, um, over and over again, um, what God has really placed in my heart and, and trusting him with that, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned your mom too, because I do feel like, especially, um, this audience and I know my friends and stuff like that. If, um, some friends, um, one of their parents have passed already or people are experiencing that their parents are sick and not doing mm-hmm. well. And we're definitely entering into that, mm-hmm. um, time frame. you know, that it's becoming more real, you know, yeah. and you're also realizing <laughs> that you're not super young anymore. You know, you're not 20. Yes. And, and so <laughs> things start shifting, you know, in your mind of, okay, you know, um, it just, it makes things look different. And so yes. I'm glad that you talk about that because, um, I do think it's it's hard. I've had a few people on the show that um, have talked about grief, actually, and mm. they wrote it into books and stuff like that. And so it seems like a theme that keeps popping up. And I would imagine that it would be really hard to keep going um, and doing something, especially in a creative space. Um, yes. It takes a lot. Um, and so... I'm glad that you shared that because I'm sure there's somebody listening that is probably experiencing a similar thing and then trying to figure out, you know, do I keep going or, you know, maybe they just want to sit on the couch and, you know, zone out and, and whatnot. So hopefully um, they get some inspiration from that. And I think too, everybody grieves differently. And so that's also challenging. So like, yes, you, for you, it took a year and something that you saw on social media that inspired Mm -hmm, you and somebody mm -hmm. else, it could take three years, somebody else, it could take three months. Who knows? I mean, so that is that is something that um, we all wish that there was a formula, but there isn't. And I don't, I think, I mean, not that I don't want to stay here because I, I know we have some other yeah, things yeah, to talk yeah. about, yeah. but I, I think specifically with grief, you know, that yeah. was five years ago for me yeah. and, but it still hits me, oh, you know, sure. and, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I lost my grandfather who was a very important person in my life 35 years ago and it still hits me. So mm. I think that grief is an yeah. interesting thing in the yes. sense that we can't put it in a box. Right. We were never meant for it. We were never meant to be separated in this way, which is why mm. I think that um, it affects us so sure. deeply. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And, yeah. And I mean, I, I have a friend that lost her mom six years ago and she said it just kind of hits her like waves. Like you never know when it's going to come mm-hmm. and it, it may come it's out true. of nowhere. So, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that you shared that. Um, so here you are, you have your furniture, you're making, you're doing the furniture, you know, painting and all that, making money that way. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to shift this a little bit into mm-hmm. the business side of things. Yeah. Um, so you start writing, um, yeah. and you're not doing the painting and all that. Now mm-hmm. at first, are you just, um, writing to write and not making money or has there, become a way that you're getting paid and all that so that yeah. you're not feeling the, um, the effects of not doing the furniture side of the business. Yeah. Um, so essentially <laughs> this is an interesting thing for me to talk about, but I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I, um, obviously have never set out to make money, right? Like, I think that that would be 
first advice from anyone who has any thriving business is Mm -hmm. that your goal should never be to make money. So that's never been a goal of mine. Um, To be honest, I just know that this is something that I need to do in order to thrive and in order to really, honestly, it's the way that God has just wired me to really connect with him and connect what he's put in me with to others, like to give that out to others. So, so that's always been um, my goal. I think that over the years, as far as, you know, just making money, if you will, through the blog and through writing and other creative services, um, I would love to say that I am the personality that plans and strategizes and, you know, thinks more business minded, but I am not that person. I am, I am, if you're an Enneagram person, I am a seven to the core. I am a free spirit. And I don't, I don't say that. I say that with all confidence, knowing sure. that there are strengths that God has placed in me. He's also given me an amazing partner and my husband, who is not a seven, thankfully, and who solidifies <laughs> what number, and grounds me. What number me. is he? He's a three. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So, we are, we are a beautiful um, coming together of, you know, all the things um, that help our family grow. And so in all of that, yeah. I have, you know, there are things that I, I planned over the years and even currently, you know, I'll work with brands and, and do collaborations with brands and, um, campaigns and, you know, we'll plan out, you know, monthly or yearly, Hey, this is the, these are the, this is what I'm going to take on. And these are, this is the aesthetic I'm going for, um, and kind of plan that way, but also leaving everything open-handed saying, Hey, mm. if this isn't going to work, sure. um, you know, then it's okay. And I know that, that we, um, will be provided for. Thankfully, I'm not a breadwinner. Um, so I, I don't want to just, you know, be yeah. mindful of, and sensitive to the fact that there yes. are people who don't have that luxury. Cause yes. I do realize it is a mm. privilege and a luxury right. to have, you know, that, and to have yeah. this as a creative outlet and a gift to just be able to share and not have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think that for me, it's, it's really more than anything just been a way for me to express my creativity very mm. practically, but also very spiritually um, spend time with that. Yeah. And, yeah. I love it. And and the reason I ask that too, because I do have a lot of women that listen to the show and they're wanting to transition maybe out of more of a traditional career or do something on the side and, yeah. um, or their kids are going to go into full-time school and they're thinking, okay, now what am I going to do with this time? And, you know, that they really want to find their passion. And so I like asking yes. people these questions because I think a lot of times moms are like, okay, but how did it work? And like, yes. how did you do it? And did you make any money? Or were you just pretty much doing a hobby? And all these <laughs> things that go in people's heads. And so um, it, I just like asking people that so that other women can feel inspired and encouraged to, you know, do something that they will get fulfilled by kind of like what you were mentioning. So, oh, go ahead. Were you gonna say something? No. Well, I was just gonna say, I think it's, you know, that's me and that's personal to me, but it depends. I think you, it it really comes down to really thinking about what your goals are. And for me, that was never a goal. It was, it's a bonus and it's, it's a benefit of, um, you know, being in the industry that I'm in and partnering with other bloggers and seeing how people do things, but not comparing, which is a whole nother conversation. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think if your goal, if you have something that you love to do, put your hands to it, do it. And I, I'm, I am of the school of thought that God's going to bless it, you know? Um, so yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Now I'm going to jump into the home and the decorating stuff, um, yeah. right after this, but w- going back to the blog and all that, 
Um, were you already making money with the blog when you were doing the furniture or was that after you completely stopped doing the furniture? I made no money from my blog when I was doing furniture. All of the money that I made from the from blogging at that time was really from the physical furniture. I had clients, sure. yeah. you know, right. that requested certain things and I yes. started doing, um, you You're know, in-home styling. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm, or yeah. service. So that's where all of the money came from at that point. So then when would you say it shifted? And then, and what would you say became your biggest moneymaker um, in regards to the blog? It really was just brand collaborations and it always has been. It still is that. If I make, if and when I make money, sure. it's, it's from brand collaborations. And that's, that is, um, another interesting beast as well. <laughs> yeah. So th- is that you reaching yeah. out to them or did they find you? It's both. And okay. I, 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 if I, if there's a brand that I love, yeah. admire, um, you know, want to use in my home. And I know that people that follow me would also oh, benefit yeah. from right. it. I can, yep. you know, I'll pitch, yeah. um, you know, a campaign or whatever, or yep. vice versa. They'll sure. reach out to me and ask, yeah. you know, to partner. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so speaking of, you know, buying stuff and putting it in your house, um, I think so many people want to have beautiful homes, but it can be so overwhelming. So what are some of the questions you get from clients when it comes to decor that you feel like this can be easily solved, but it feels like they're just kind of like, I don't even know what to do? Yeah, I think that one of the biggest ones is really, I mean, it's a, I think it's a big one for everybody, honestly, is like, how do I make my home mine? How do oh, I, yeah. how do I mm-hmm. make it feel like it, I didn't just open a box and From shake Target. it up and throw things. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and I mean, and honestly, that's always even a challenge for me in our space because I just always want to make sure that I, you know, in an Instagram Pinterest world, mm-hmm. um, we're so heavily inundated with images and things of, you know, people's homes. We've never been inside people's homes as much as we have um, are today. Sure. So, um, that we don't know people that we don't know. So, um, so I think that that's, that is definitely the number one question. I think that we combat that, um, by, for me, what I love to do is really pulling from my childhood, pulling from memories. So for me, I love taking, um, vintage items, which obviously is trending a little bit right now, which I even hate that word, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but taking, you know, antique and vintage items and, uh, figuring out creative ways to use them in my home that express my artistic side, because I love, even though I don't have a ton of art on my walls, I think that I love non-traditional mm. art as in, you know, Hey, let's take, um, you know, like a, a, a large dough bowl, you know, a European dough bowl and mm. hang it on the wall. Or, oh, interesting. Um, even I love what I collect is shoe forms. Those, the old wooden antique shoe forms. Oh, and, wait. So you um, put them into the shoes, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. But so what the do you ones do with like that? from literally like the twenties oh. and the thirties, I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're I the don't most probably amazing haven't. things. So, oh. okay. Tell us, uh, describe to us like where you have that in your house. Like so, how do you display that? So I have collected them over five years probably. Wow. And I just, just, oh, they're just so great. Um, <laughs> but I finally, about two months ago, did what I've wanted to do with them, which is hang them as an art installation on the wall. So I literally just took all 30 of them. Wow. And over my desk in our um, media room, um, hung them on the wall. And now it's just this huge honking piece of art that that is one piece collectively, but also individually yes. to express 
something nice. to me. And for me, that's personal. So because it means something to me, it, it's going to make our home yeah. feel more like home. So yeah. I think that we can apply that to, you know, anyone. You can do the same thing. You know, what is, what's personal to you? What's something that you love? Use those things in your home. Not saying that you can't go to, you know, the big box stores. You sure. Do. Yeah. Doesn't mean stay away from Target. You can yeah. use those things. I yeah. do. I do. I love Target. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't love Target, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but, but we shouldn't fill our homes, um, with only those things. We also shouldn't feel like home happens overnight. I think that's yeah. another thing that True. people kind of get tripped up by is thinking that, you know, we see these final products and people present an idea of what their home is, which we all know it's not that way. Um, hopefully we know, um, but home doesn't, home isn't built overnight. So, so it's it's a it's a commitment to really building something over time that is going to be meaningful and that is going to not just mean something or affect the people that live in this space but also people that come into that space. Yeah, that makes sense. So when people when you go look for things like antiques or vintage mm, stuff, what, my favorite. What, yeah, what would you tell people <laughs> like how is the easiest way to, for people to find these places where they live? Oh, oh, I feel like it's easier if you live, you know, in more rural areas, um, or that makes it sound really bad, like rural. I don't mean like, um, (laughs) I actually can't even really always say that word. So hopefully that sounds okay. (laughs) I I understand what you're saying. Yes. (laughs) Um, but, but as far as finding them, I, I think that, um, go to the places that are the most overlooked, go to that place that, um, that junk store or that thrift shop, don't neglect your thrift shops. Pretty much every town, no matter how big or small, is going to have a thrift shop. Yep. Go to the thrift shop, pick through the things that people are looking over. You're always going to find a gem. If you love art, one of the, my most favorite places to find art is at the thrift shop or the antique shop. Um, the more junky, the better. That's always <laughs> like, not creepy. I love it. Yeah. So I want to make a difference. You know, yeah. We don't want to do creepy. creepy. No. Yeah. So the more junky, the better. Um, so those are just, yeah, just a few ways I think that you can kind of discover um, some items that may fit into your space to make it a little more yours. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so what would you say? And, and you may answer the same way once I ask mm-hmm. the question, but what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have when it comes to making um, their home something that they really dream of? Hmm. I mean, my, my, my first thought Response. is, mm-hmm. well, yeah, is, is, is that, you know, thinking that you have to build it quickly or that it's yes, something that, that right. should happen quickly. And um, it does, it really does take time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It definitely takes time. Yeah. I look back at, so I've been in this house for 12 years. I'll see pictures mm. of the house and well, first there will be different colors of maybe furniture or whatever, but then I'm like, it feels so empty because it just yeah. took layers of time. And then sometimes too, I've gone through phases where I kind of actually want to not become a minimalist, but kind of <laughs> minimize a little bit yes. where there's too much. I'm like, Oh, we need some open space here. So, you know, I feel like you go through those phases of life, especially when you have kids and you have small children and you have like 5,000 things for the small children. Yeah. You may not want to have so much stuff because you already feel like there is so much stuff everywhere. 1,000%. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I like that, that it just takes time. And I do feel like when you rush it, that is when it looks like you just bought everything from one store. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. (laughs) So um, as a mom, though, you know, you have a career doing all this stuff, trying to balance everything. Um, Do you have any advice for moms out there that are trying to find something on their own, but also finding the balance of, you know, just being a mom, being a wife, you know, doing their passion project, whatever that is, and maybe possibly working a traditional job. I don't know. Um, Have you learned anything that you're like, you know what, I really want women to know this? Yeah, I think that the the one thing that has been so pressing on my heart and my mind is really um, this idea that we are doing better than we think we are. And so I will speak that in um, a different person and okay. I will say that you are doing better than <laughs> mm. you think you are. That's I think that um, yeah. that just personal struggle for me. Um, with the ebbs and flows of life over the seasons of 15 years of being a mom, um, that I can tend to get down on myself and feel as though I'm not doing enough um, or that I'm doing too much and my kids are now not or are being neglected because I'm yeah. doing too much. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and I think that's probably pretty common for us moms, don't you think? For sure. Yep. Um, so, so I think that if we just take a deep breath and we just tell ourselves that we are doing the best we can and that our kids are going to be just fine and that we have been equipped to do what we have been called to do at the time that we've been called to do it. And honestly, even just releasing that pressure of Again, you know, I, t- I spoke uh, or nodded toward, you know, just that idea of comparison and how we all, you know, especially these days, I think, deal with it. I think yeah. a lot of times that tension and that stress comes, they come, it comes in when we start looking at what other people are doing with their families yes. and what other yes. moms are doing with their yep. kids and their career. And, oh, but wait, she, oh, but she, oh, yep. if we <laughs> just focus, honestly, I think there's two things in that. Like we just focus on. Number one, what is it that I've been called to do? Figuring that out, whatever that looks like. And then two, realizing that there we're actually what we're doing, we have that mindset of comparison. We're we're meant to collaborate um, and to partner with each other to strengthen one another, you know, because you have something in you that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I have something that in me that's amazing. Those two things partnered together could be something really amazing. So we're actually um, you know, kind of stifling the process, if you will, when we choose to look at others and try to do what they do, because that you were never meant to do what other people do. You're meant to do what you're meant to do. So I think that's, I mean, I know that you, that's not specific necessarily to mothering. It's kind of, um, a little more macro, but it definitely, I think keeps us from really being the best moms, the best wives, the best friend, um, that we can be. Yeah, I totally agree. And I do feel like it's good to stay in your own lane, even though I know it's easy to kind of look over. It's kind of like you yeah. put the blinders on, yes. you know, like the horses have, because you, you start looking the other way and then you, you're not even doing what you need to be doing because exactly. now you're so distracted. And and social media does make that really challenging because you just see, oh my gosh, look, look how good it th- she is at that. Oh wait, she's running a marathon. She's making cookies with her kids. Right, oh my right. gosh, I suck. You know, I mean, you're just like it is really, really hard. And so, um, I do think that's that is very important to always remember what is God calling me to do, and you know, what are my strengths, right? And not yes. trying to make yourself do something that isn't in your wheelhouse. You know, why? Because I mean, why even bother? I mean, not to say you shouldn't challenge yourself, but like if if that really is not your strength and something that you want to do. 
It's, yeah. it's like, don't torture yourself, you know? Just I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm so just, sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're totally fine. It's just like, appreciate the, what other people can do well and just know that that's okay that you don't do that yeah. well. Yes. Oh my goodness. And I was going to say, I heard the most amazing story on K-Love last night of all places. Awesome. I was in the car on my way home from Target, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm going to extreme condense this. Um, but essentially, okay. the lady that was sharing was just saying that she had struggled with really finding um, her her space where she felt um, invigorated and felt like she was successful. She'd struggled her entire life with the mm. perspective that she was actually good at something. So... Um, she said one of her friends asked her to do a 5k with her and she realized, oh my gosh, 5k is three miles. I'm not a runner. I actually suck at running. What am I thinking? Why did I say yes to this? And so they start, um, practicing and running Mm. together, right. To, to get ready for this, this 5k and, um, long story short, they get to the, that day she's trembling with fear because (laughs) she, all of the, these you know, after having, dealing with that type of mindset your entire life, there's probably things that have happened. You know, you've lost some things, Mm -hmm. you've failed at some things. So all these fears and these memories start flooding in. She's ready to just quit before she even begins. And um, she looks at her friend and she's like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? I'm crazy. Why am I doing this? And her friend looks at her and she says, how could you ever lose with me running beside you? Oh, and, and I, that so resonated with me and it, going back to what we were just talking about, it's like, how can we lose when we partner mm-hmm. with other people instead of like, she wasn't good at that, but she had someone to come alongside yeah. her to say, Hey, you're going to do this. You're good at this. You can do this. I'm going to run alongside you and we're going to do this together. And obviously it's also a very beautiful picture of just our relationship with, with yeah, God I and, love that. You know, what he does. But yeah, it was just such a beautiful thing. And I think I'm going to sit and process that a little bit I think more. I that's great. It's just so good to me. Yeah. Like, how could you ever lose if I'm running beside yeah, you? I love it. And I'm, I run into that. Whenever you come in, that's when I'm coming in. I'm coming in right beside you and with yeah, you. Yeah, that is so awesome. Um, so we're at the end of the show, but I wanted you to share with us <laughs> your new book. And yes. um, how did you come up with this, the new book? And what are you hoping people will gain from reading it? Uh, the new book, Restoration House. Uh, how did I come about writing this yep. book? Um, well, a, a, a girl named Molly at HarperCollins messaged me via email oh, two years ago. Nice. And she said, I read your blog, oh. love your writing, mm-hmm. love what you do. Have you ever thought about writing a book? I <laughs> said, no, wow. I haven't, but I'd love to hear what you're thinking. So that's, that's kind of so how cool. it got started. Um, so my process was a little different, I think, than maybe some people. Um, but that was that's that's kind of how it has evolved. I've gone through lots of editors, or I went through lots of editors, and um, tons of writing and rewriting and um, everything. But we have a product now, uh, and it's amazingly beautiful. Uh, Tiara Sorti was my photographer on a lot of the images. She did an amazing job, and the book is releasing on the thirtieth of April, which is so exciting. Yes, so, and so just a few weeks. So is this a book? Um, what is the book about? Like, is it yeah. more a coffee so table book, book is, or a book about your life? Or what it is it? It is absolutely yeah. a coffee table book. Um, and the book is twofold. It focuses very intimately on um, details of my life and my story mm-hmm. of how God took, has taken home and this idea, this concept of home and used it and woven it in my entire life or through my entire life. Um, you know, from 
practical design tips to the very spiritual, you know, conversations that we have about how to create spaces of restoration or, or places in your home that, that um, lend toward creating spaces that are restorative, um, that are healing. Um, we talk about, you know, the very practical side of doing that, you know, candles and um, scents and sound and all those things. Um, so we, we kind of hit both sides. I mean, it's just a really um, fun conversation that, that we actually started we, as in our restoration house community, um, started about a year ago where I just realized, um, I think there's been this idea of home that we've allowed to permeate, um, you know, our audiences and people that follow us, um, bloggers, you know, on the internet, specifically on Instagram. And there's been this perception of perfection. And, uh, I just felt really challenged to, um, really dive into that conversation and kind of create some thought around this idea of home and what it actually was meant to be and that we actually have the power to take back home yeah. and really create spaces that um, build community and that um, create connection points for people. That's awesome. Okay. So the book's title again is? Restoration House. Okay. Um, I'm going to have that all in the show notes along with all your links and whatnot so that people can purchase the book and just find you. Um, Kanisha, it was so fun having you on the show and talking all about the things. I know we could probably have talked for, you know, two more (laughs) hours, Um, but I really enjoyed having you on today. Thank you so much. Hey, you guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I just want to make sure that you have subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list. And the reason why it's so great is you don't have to go searching for the show notes and all the links and the guest info or the books that we're talking about on the show. It will all be at your fingertips in your inbox every Tuesday, as well as the newest episode. So if you haven't done that, just go to mominspiredshow.com, scroll down into your name and email, and it will be right there at your fingertips every week. I'll see you next week. 